0: Good evening and welcome to Wrestling Rewind. I am your host, Angel Amoroso. And this evening, we are going to take Wrestling Rewind on a little title show to give you a little education on the subject of magazines in professional wrestling. So uh, we try to cover every topic of professional wrestling. And this being a very important one, people are collectors and love magazines to, you know, read through and for different pictures and learning the different angles and the different territories and whatnot and magazines have been around for a long time and uh they help to keep us informed on what's going on in uh your favorite business professional wrestling so tonight we're going to uh just take a trip through the history of wrestling magazines so let's just do that uh you know and have some fun with it this is a list of professional wrestling magazines Uh, they are published either in print or online and they range from official magazines to professional wrestling promotion dirt sheets uh, which cover more of the insider information and sometimes rumors some of the more notable magazines include pro wrestling illustrated fighting spirit magazine The Wrestling Observer Newsletter, Super Luchas, Power Slam, WWE Magazine, Pro Wrestling Torch, Inside the Ropes Magazine, and the Bagpipe Report. So as uh, the list goes on from here, we get to the first in print, uh, Arena de Lucha Libre. And that is a monthly print. Uh, location in Mexico. And uh, they, yep, they print monthly. And then we have the, uh, the Atomic Elbow. And that came out in 2012. It is a quarterly magazine. So it's it actually to 2012 to 2019. Uh, it's irregularly published. So it means just whenever they have time to do it, I imagine. Their locations in Athens, Georgia, the founder Robert Newsom is uh, the circulation that says 500. Not sure really what that means, uh, but the noting uh, professional wrestling fanzine featuring reviews, interviews, and analysis. Which I am ima- I would imagine that's pretty much all wrestling magazines. Next on the list is Ben Strong Wrestling Magazine from 1973 to 1975. This was a monthly publication coming out of Rockville, New York. And uh, Stanley Weston and Bill Apter ran that for J.C. London Publishing. Um, It was just the past of Ben Strong series. uh, So that was in publication. And then there was the big book of wrestling from 1968 to 1978. This was published monthly from Scottsdale, Arizona. Uh, Roger Elwood did this, and uh, yeah, okay. And then we have Box Why Lucha. Now this was a magazine from 1954 to present, so this has run a very long time. A Mexican. Own magazine actually the oldest mexican wrestling magazine that's still in print so box Y lucha check it out and then we have boxing illustrated wrestling news and that ran from 1958 to 1967 on a monthly uh from new york city stanley western weston excuse me was the publisher of that and champion uh championship Sports Publishing. It became Boxing Illustrated in 1967. And then next on the list is Boxing and Wrestling Magazine. From 1952 to 1964, it was a monthly publication in the United States run by Stanley Weston again and Eddie Borden. Uh, They covered Boxing and Wrestling Incorporated. And uh, he seemed to have run a lot of publications Mm -hmm. back then had quite the hold on wrestling magazines. Then there was Celebrity Wrestling Magazine, and that ran from 1987 to 1989, a monthly publication in the United States run by Michael O'Hara and Mando Communications Incorporated. Next on the list was Championship Wrestling Monthly. That was a monthly uh, publication from 1984 to 1990, run out of the United States by modern, modern day uh, periodicals. And then we have a complete wrestling roundup, uh, which was a public monthly publication from 1974 to 1975 in the United States uh, printed by Gelbert Jal, House Incorporated. And then another one by Michael O'Hara, run a monthly out of the United States from 1986 to 1988, was Double Action Wrestling Magazine. Uh, And then next on the list, we had Fighting Spirit Magazine. This ran from 2006 to 2019 on a monthly basis. You probably should be able to still find some of those. Uh, That was from the United Kingdom, uh, put out there by Brian Elliott, and Uncooked Media. So the contributors to this were Steve Austin, Jim Cornette, Lance Storm, and Nick Aldis. So that is uh, something that you might want to check out. Next on the list was Gold Belt Wrestling Magazine from 1987 to 1991, a monthly publication in the United States, again, by Michael O'Hara and Gold Belt Wrestling Incorporated. So it seems to have run a lot of publications. Next is Illustrated Wrestling Digest from the 1970s, which was a monthly publication in the United States run by Rob Dobart. Dobratz, excuse me, is regarded as the top dirt sheet in the United States after the close of Matt Mania in 1968. So Illustrated Wrestling Digest, one of the first dirt sheets out there. Next is Inside the Ropes magazine uh, from 2020 to present, so that pretty current. It's a monthly publication in the United Kingdom, run by Dante Richardson and Kenny McIntosh of Titan Insider Press, and uh, this is a, the successful to successor, excuse me, to Power Slam magazine. Then we have Inside Wrestling from 1968 to 2013 long run. It's a monthly publication from Ambler, Pennsylvania, run by Stanley Weston and Bill Apter of uh, Kappa Publishing Group. It combined with The Wrestler in 2004. Main Event Wrestling Magazine was a publication run monthly in 1983 in the United States. And then we have Major League Wrestling, from 1978 to 1984, this was a monthly publication coming out of the United States from Norm Keitzer. So uh, that, that's another one. And Matt Mania was from 1964 to 1968 on a monthly publication from Minneapolis, Minnesota. Uh, this was put out there by Bert Ray. It was a publication is considered the earliest known dirt sheet continued by James C. Melby after Ray's retirement in 1968. So these were some of the first sheets before, you know, your Dave Melters or Wade Kellers or whoever it is that you uh, decide to read in dirt sheets. Uh, New Wave Wrestling was a publication from 1992 to 2004 on a monthly basis from New York City. Mike O'Hara, again, put that out through Combat Sports Magazine Group. And um, yeah, lots from Mike O'Hara. And uh, then we have Official International Wrestling Insider from 1987 to 1991. This was a monthly publication from the United States. uh, Put through Wrestling Insider Incorporated. And then we have Official Wrestling that was from 1951 to 1975. Monthly uh, publication in the United States. Official Wrestling Incorporated ran that pretty long run. And then we have the Official Wrestling Guide. And that was throughout the 70s. a Monthly publication in the United States by Jalert House. Jellert House. <laughs> and then we have Pile Driver Magazine from 1989 to 2000. This was a monthly publication from Australia. Uh, you know, I guess mostly about pile drivers. And then we have the Popular Magazine. It's called pa- Popular Wrestling Magazine. That was throughout the 70s, a monthly publication in the United States through Pop Popular Publishing. And then we're moving on to Power Slam magazine that ran from 1994 to 2014. What a run. On a monthly basis, this was out of Maidstone Ken. Uh, it's it's uh, UK. So this was uh, put out by Finley Martin and Colin Bowman of SW Publishing. And this was the longest-running professional wrestling magazine in the United Kingdom, succeeded Superstars of Wrestling, succeeded by Inside the Ropes magazine. So that ran a really long time. And then we move on to Power of Wrestling magazine from 2001 to 2002, a monthly publication from the United Kingdom and Highbury Publishing House. Uh, Yeah, never saw that one we have the Power Wrestling from 1995 to present. So that's still out there on a monthly basis from Germany. Wolfgang Stach puts that out from PV Verlag's VMBH v- v- Dusseldorf. Pretty sure I'm getting that right. Uh, my German's is not too bad. So it's the longest running professional wrestling magazine in Germany. So check out Power Wrestling. It's still on a monthly basis. And then we have Power, uh, I'm sorry, Pro Wrestling Body Press Magazine. That was all throughout the 70s, a publication run monthly in the United States. And next on the list is Pro Wrestling Illustrated, one of my favorite locals from 1979 to present. uh, A monthly publication run out of Bluebell, Pennsylvania, very close to me here, from Kapla Publishing Group run by Stanley Weston and Bill After. And uh, Pro Wrestling Illustrated, one of the longest running wrestling magazines, probably anywhere. Rumble Magazine, again, uh, with 2011 to present, that's a new one. That's a monthly publication run out of Australia by Rumble Magazine. And then we have The Ring Wrestling Magazine, That ran from 1963 to 1984 on a monthly basis from the United States with The Ring Incorporated. This merged with the other Kaiser publications into the Wrestling News in 1972. And then we have The Ringside Wrestling. From 1984 to the year 2000, it was a monthly publication out of the United States by Norman Jacobs and Starlog Publishing. Next on the list is Ring Sirens Magazine from 2013 to present. It's a monthly publication out of Canada from Tyler prattis uh, It's a women's wrestling magazine. So if you're into all women's wrestling, uh, check out Wrestling Sirens Magazine. And then we have Sports Review Wrestling from 1972 to 1995. This was a monthly publication out of the United States from Stanley Weston, London Publi- I'm sorry, London Publishing Company, and it was published the popular uh, apartment wrestling columns from 1973 to 1983. I was uh, actually involved in a lot of apartment wrestling myself, so uh, I'd like to take a look at that and see what's in there. Next, we have The Super Lucius from 1991 to present. It's a weekly publication out of Mexico run by Ernesto Ocampo. Uh let's see, wow, that's it's been running for a, a long time. Then we have super star wrestlers from 1987 to 1994. The monthly publication from the United States is run by Norman Jacobs and Starlog Publishing. Next on the list is super superstar wrestler reporter from 1988 to 1989. It was a monthly, Publication through Comic World Corporation. Next on the list is Superstars of Wrestling. From 1991 to 1994, this was a monthly publication through Maidenstone, Stone uh, UK. It, through Finley, Martin, Colin Bowen, and SW Publishing, succeeded by PowerSlam. So they just uh, kind of kept moving on every time they closed down. They opened back up a few years later, I would imagine, and then there was the tag group from 2014 to present. This is a quarterly publication from the United Kingdom, uh, brought out there by Ryan Karse. And then there's Total Wrestling, it, that's uh, from 2002 to 2004, a monthly publication in the United Kingdom. Uh, is, it was Total Wrestling Magazine from Highbury Publishing House. It was uh, Let's see, a continuation of Power of Wrestling with, that Bill Apter served as senior editor in. So that just like continued Bill Apter still, uh, you know, out there and with the wrestling magazines. And next we have Tuto Wrestling Magazine from Italy. And it's the largest Italian language wrestling magazine out there and the longest Italian running magazine out there. So, uh, yeah, if you're in Italy, pick up a Tuto. Then we have Victory Sports Wrestling from 1972 to 1989. This was a monthly publication in the United States. Um, and then WOW magazine, the Women of Wrestling from 1988 to uh, sometimes it still does. Who knows? Monthly in the United States. Um, a lot of different people had ownership of this not sure there's another women of wrestling well 1999 to 2001 they kind of kept bringing it back it was monthly in the united states by h&s media mike morris uh, the first magazine was marketed towards like smart fans. Uh, Bill Aptor served as its editor in chief, actually, during its three year run. So that was the first of Whale magazine. And, and then a whole bunch of other ones came out that were real interesting. I was in a few of them. So uh, if you could find a few of them probably still on eBay, you might want to check them out. We have Wrestle America publications that was from 1992 to 1999, a monthly publication from the United States. And then we have the Wrestler magazine from October 1966 to 2013, a monthly publication from Ambler, Pennsylvania, from Stanley Weston, again, uh, and London Publication Company, combined with the Inside Wrestling and the Wrestler in 2004. Uh, and then a, a publication just called Wrestling, and this was out in the year 1951. A monthly publication from Jersey City, New Jersey, uh, from Joseph Weeder. Oh, I wonder if that's Joe Weeder. Uh, and Wrestling Inc. I'd like to take a look at that. And again, he ran this in 1984 to 1992 on a monthly basis. Uh, yeah, with not much more information. And then there was wrestling 1983, ran between uh, 1983 and 1992 on a quarterly basis in the United States. And this was uh, subsequently published wrestling 1984 wrestling 1985 wrestling 1986 etc you know one at a time special was published in 1999 and that's kind of how their layout was uh, you know quarterly like every you know four every year pretty much so and then there was wrestling 1993 rule breakers that ran from 1993 to 1994, a quarterly in the United States, ran by Stanley Weston again. And Eddie Elner created, um, I'm sorry, credited as editorial conscious uh, in London publishing. Uh, the Heel Viewpoint magazine succeeded in Wrestling '83's last issue in 1992, and was succeeded by Wrestling Bad Guys magazine. So they just kept moving on and on. And then we had Wrestling Action Magazine. From 1977 to 1979, this was a monthly publication in the United States by the Worldwide Wrestling Federation and Vince McMahon Sr. Notable staff members include editor-in-chief Les Thatcher and photographer George Napolitano. Who was just recently uh, recognized by The Rock on television for all of his hard work and coverage of his family throughout the years in professional wrestling. George Napolitano, one of the most well-known photographers in professional wrestling and a good friend. And then we have Wrestling Action Magazine from 1977 to 1979, a monthly publication in the United States. Uh, Again, Vince McMahon Sr. Uh, That was both, uh, yes, in 1987. Harris Publishing. And then we have Wrestling All-Star Heroes and Villains. From 1983 to 2000, this was a monthly publication from the United States and Norman Jacobs. It originally published as Simply Wrestling All-Stars from 1983 to 1985 and then changed to Wrestling All-Star Heroes and Villains. So, And then we have Wrestling As You Like It. From 1946 to 1955, it's a cool name for back then. It was a monthly publication out of Chicago, Illinois, and Dick Axman uh, brought that to you. It was one of the earliest wrestling publications ever published and the only one active during the post-World War II years, replaced by uh, Wrestling Life then in 1955. Interesting stuff. And then we got Wrestling Bad Guys in the 1990s was a monthly publication out of the United States. Again, our friend Stanley Weston and Eddie Elner from 1994 to 1996, Uh, Brandy Maskowitz, uh, 1996 to the end, both credited as editorial conscious uh, in J.C. London Publishing, uh, the Viewpoint magazine. And then there was Wrestling Confidential from 1964 to 1965, a monthly publication out of the United States with complete sports uh, publishing. And then we have Wrestling Confidential again from 1987. It came back until present. So it's still around uh, monthly in the United States, being uh, put out there by Dojo Publishing. So check that out, Wrestling Confidential. Confidential is still around and out there. And then we have Wrestling Eye Magazine. And Wrestling Eye Magazine was throughout the 1980s on a monthly basis in the United States. It was put out there by Gems Incorporated. And a few of my friends worked for Wrestling Eye Magazine. And then we have Wrestling Fever, that was uh, throughout the 1980s a monthly publication in the United States. Uh, by J.C. London Publishing Company. Once again, uh, had a stronghold on lots of the wrestling magazines back then. And let's see, Wrestling Fury from 1987 to 1992. Monthly, ran from Gems Incorporated. And Wrestling Greatest Battles, 1970s was a monthly publication in the United States. Again, J.C. London Publishing Company. And then we have the Wrestling Guide of 1970s. That was monthly. And uh, most of those were the wrestling guides were you know, a monthly thing. And then we got Wrestling Illustrated, not pro wrestling, just Wrestling Illustrated, which was a monthly out of the United States. And then Wrestling Life. From 1982 to 1994, they ran this monthly from the United States and uh, Pumpkin Press. And this was a George Napolitano project. And then uh, we have Wrestling Monthly that ran from 1971 to 1977 monthly from the United States. Norm Peter brought us this from Peter Publishing. Uh, This publication merged with other Keatser publications into the wrestling news at a later time. And then the wrestling news, then from 1959 to present, is a monthly publication from Fraser, Michigan, and Norm Keatser with Keatser Publishing, uh, purchased by Arena Publishing in 2002 and published as uh, Wrestling Review wrestling review. Good. It's not wrestling. Rewind. <laughs> and then next we have the wrestling picture book. Sounds fun. From 1975 to 1979. This was a monthly publication in the United States. Sounds like uh, some kind of coloring book. And then we have wrestling power from 1986 to 1989. It was a monthly publication uh, from Norman Jacobs. And then the Wrestling Review, 1959 to 1983, monthly from Stanley Western. Again, in publications, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. (laughs) And then we got Wrestling Ringside from 1984 to 1992. This was a monthly publication. And then Wrestling Scene from 1982 to 1988, was also monthly by Norman Jacobs and Star Log Press. And then there was Wrestling Sports Stars from 1972 to 1975, a monthly publication out of the United States. Wrestling Superstars from 1978 to 1997, a monthly publication out of the United States. And Wrestling Today was from 1978 to 1993 on a monthly. Out of, uh, coming from Ideal Publishing in the United States. Then we had re- a Wrestling Training Illustrated. Illustrated. So uh, I guess this was focused on wrestling schools. Wrestling Training Illustrated. From 1973 to 1985, this was a monthly, put out there by Scott Epstein and Dan Lurie from Muscleman Inc., so uh, then there was Two Sweet magazine uh, from it was in 2016, a quarterly publication coming from India and Mohammed Faizan and Shooting Star Press. The first ever pro wrestling magazine from India, earlier known as the Squared Circle magazine, head writers were Nick Whitworth, Santos Esquilville. Jr. and Tom Yamamoto. So, and then there's Wrestling and TV Sports. That was a 1951 publication monthly from New York City from Fanfare Publications. And then we have Wrestling USA from 1954 to 1955, which was from Charleston, West Virginia on a monthly basis put out there by Douglas Dalton and Dalton Publications. Wrestling USA from 1984 now to 1993, it was a quarterly, they brought that back in the United States, and Stanley Weston, of course, took that one over with uh, JC London Publishing Company, and then came Wrestling Weekly from 1998 to 2001, uh, this was a weekly publication in Australia. Wrestling World from 1954 to 1955 was a monthly publication from New York City and Norman Jacobs. It was a continuation of NWA's official wrestling magazine. Uh, Then came the Wrestling World from 1962 to 2001 was a monthly publication from New York and Sterling McFadden Partnership. They were contributors were uh, stately Wayne Manor, if you're familiar with who that is. Uh, Next, official promotions uh, magazines, which a lot of the wrestling promotions had their own magazines. So um, with that one, the AWA had their own from 1972 to 1977 on a monthly basis out of Minneapolis, Minnesota, published under Championship Sports Publishing, the official American Wrestling Association magazine with Vern Gaiman. And then there was the AWE magazine in 2006, monthly uh, print time from Winnipeg. And that Jeff Dick did that with Canadian Gold Media, the official action wrestling entertainment magazine, as they're referring to it as. And then there was the ECW magazine, as I was a part of ECW, I'm sure I was probably never in it. Uh, That ran from 1999 to the year 2000. After my time, it was a bi-monthly publication from Philadelphia printed by Mike Morris and H&S Media. It was the official Extreme Championship Wrestling magazine. And then there was the Glow magazine. This was in 1988. It was uh, printed on a monthly basis in Las Vegas, Nevada by David McLean and Tempo Publishing and covered the gorgeous ladies of wrestling. And then there was the NWA official wrestling magazine from 1951 to 1953. This was a monthly publication out of Washington, D.C., run by Fred Kohler and Dick Axman, uh, the NWA official wrestling incorporated. And this was the official magazine of the National Wrestling Alliance. And then there was the WCW magazine from 1991 to 1994. This monthly published uh, publication was from Atlanta, Georgia, and was put out there by Bill Ather, Craig Peters, Dennis A. Brent, and World Championship Wrestling. Originally known as NWA-WCW Wrestling Wrap-Up from 1989 to 1991, then changed to WCW Magazine after the buyout. And then WCW Magazine from 1995 to 2001, the monthly publication out of Atlanta, was run by Colin Bowman and Ross Foreman and World Championship Wrestling, which was the second volume, which ran until WCW's close in 2001. The WWF, WWE magazine. Uh, it says WWFE magazine, actually. From 1983 to 2014, monthly publication from Stanford, Connecticut, put out there by Bobby Lee and Tony Romanato, Romanato, from the World Wrestling Entertainment Incorporated. This originally as was known as WWF Victory Magazine In 1983, in July 2014, the WWE announced it would cease production due to the budget cuts and declining sales of the magazine. So then, uh, I, I, moving on, Westside Pro Wrestling's Alamac was a 2010 yearly publication from Australia, which was the official Westside Pro Wrestling magazine. Almanac. Very interesting. Then there was the Wrestling News from 1960, uh, throughout 1960, a monthly publication from Australia, officially a uh, World Championship Wrestling's magazine over there in Australia. And then there was the XPW magazine in 1991, a monthly publication out of Philadelphia. And this was the official extreme pro wrestling magazine. And then moving on now to online magazines and newsletters, let's see. We had the Bagpipe Report from 1996 to the year 2000, monthly, run by Charles McLaurin and Blake Norton, Uh, one of the most read internet newsletters during the late 1990s. It was the first weekly pro wrestling magazine show broadcast uh, via TWC Fight purchased by WrestlingOnline.com in the year 2000. And then we have the Chokeslam newsletter, one that I want to read. 1998 to 2003, Daily from the United States, and brought to you by John White. One of the first few Daily email newsletters was started by John White, who got his start as a contributor to the Bagpipe Report. And then we have Figure Four Weekly, which was in the year 1995, a weekly published uh, out of West, uh, I'm sorry, Washington, Woodinville, Washington, by Brian Alvarez. And then we had Pro Pro Wrestling Torch, published in 1987 on a weekly basis in St. Paul, Minnesota by Wade Keller. And uh, I personally know Wade Keller. So that was a good one. And then Ring Around the Northwest. From 1983 to 2013, this was a monthly publication out of Troutdale, Oregon, from Mike Rogers. And then The Ring Fan. 2011, this was published daily out of uh, Virginia. And Clarence Eddie, Clarence Eddie Cowan did this one. The Fring Fan. And then there was the Squared Circle magazines, 2015, monthly publications from India done by MD Fazan, the first ever pro wrestling magazine in India. And then of course we have the Wrestling Observer newsletter from 1983. Uh, it's been a weekly newsletter from Campbell, California, or San Jose, whichever you'd like to bill yourself at. Dave Melter written by Dave Meltzer, uh, <laughs> the Wrestling Online Newsletter. From 1996 to daily. this runs out of Malta by Colin Vassalero, And this is the newsletter is also available on iPad as a monthly magazine titled Wrestling Online Digital Magazine, free for download on iTunes and Newsstand. So again, that's wrestling online newsletter. That's still, uh, still out there. And then we had smart, smart Henry wrestling news from, uh, it's a 2015 daily publication from the Philippines done by Anthony Kululo. And, uh, yeah, it's great that the Philippines has wrestling news out there. And uh, next on the list was Wrestling World News from 1996 to 1998. This was a weekly uh, jazz from Scotland and Jamie Smith. Approximately 60 subscribers, but it's still someone doing something. Uh, let's see. There's a, a lot of reference magazines. I. I I didn't see a lot mentioned that I expected to uh, read about, but you got pretty much the gist of wrestling magazines throughout time in professional wrestling. And uh, I, I hope you've enjoyed this title show of Wrestling Rewind to get you educated on just a little short list of wrestling magazines that have lasted throughout the history of professional wrestling. And still some do, even some newsletters and online uh, publications where you can get all of your wrestling information, not just here on Wrestling Rewind, but there's also a lot of other uh, the outlets that you could get your wrestling news from. So after watching this show, you know uh, many and a few that you might want to choose from. So I hope you have enjoyed the show. And it, it, join us every week back here on Wrestling Rewind for whether or not it's a title show or an interview or maybe some arena reports. You join us every Sunday on the Monty and the Pharaoh Show YouTube and all of their other platforms every Sunday at 7 p.m. And until the next time, have a nice night and a nice life. Good night.